Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode, and it came out of last week's episode, Greg, Ripples. I love this word. It is, you know, I, we talked, I think, last uh, episode about so many people on LinkedIn in particular are picking a word for the year and have been over the last couple of years. It's this big shift away from resolutions. I read somebody today who said three years ago, they they moved from resolutions to a word for the year. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think I think both are actually good as long as you don't hold them that tightly and that type of thing. But this is one of my words for this year. I'm not going to formally declare words like some other folks have done. Um, You're not jumping on the bandwagon? No, but I love this and I've loved this for a long time. And I think in our world today, ripples is such a powerful word and I'm looking forward to this conversation. I believe it's come up in quite a few uh, podcast episodes that we put on. This word definitely came out of your mouth last week. Mm-hmm. And it I think it popped out, out a couple times. So uh, during our, uh, we'll call it a production meeting. It's probably just a breakfast on Saturday. Uh, we talked about it. Definitely, it's a word that we need to talk about. Yeah, we've got some great, uh, great couple episodes coming too that built upon that beautiful conversation. We were back at the grill, and uh, there's something about omelets, and and in your case, uh, Benedict eggs Benedict poached eggs poached eggs that uh, that tend to um, evoke creativity. Um, I don't know what it is, but um, and I'm sure that we're we those sitting around us uh, uh, don't enjoy our creativity because we talk so much as we're eating, probably. But uh, it is it is also always a lot of fun. I think it's hilarious that uh, in the 60 minutes we were probably there. I think we talked about the podcast for about four and a half minutes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's true. That's true. But it was a very focused, productive four minutes. Very much. Yes. We both came with ideas, and Oof. it was done. Yeah. Uh, we planned the next three, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move it along here uh, and set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We've both been managers or leaders or supervisors for uh, a lot of our careers. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee and move on. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others and sometimes ourselves successfully manage these situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And we always have a good discussion. I agree, 100%. Even when we're not sure at the end of the discussion whether it was good or not. Yeah, often those are the ones that, for at least us, they they feel like the best discussions. And then I get a text from Greg. I think that was a really good one. And then my text back is, I think it's the best. I think I've said it's the best. I don't know. 15 out of the last 20 times. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It just, it just, it's, it's so interesting how, and I think it's reflective of a, a really great conversation. We talk in many of our podcasts, the power of being present and the power of actually just kind of taking time to have a great conversation. And so in, in fact, for us sitting down once a week or, you know, as often as we can, uh, uh, sitting down with a topic and just you know, we in our setup here, we sit across from each other on a on a on a table in a in the podcast studio of my basement. Uh, and and but in that, we are fully present to each other. We're listening to each other. We're building upon each other. And you don't have to be on a podcast to do this. And I think that's what makes 
some of our podcasts so so popular and and why people like them is because it really is a conversation and there's so much power in conversations i agree yeah. i agree so let's set this up you have a work environment where you experience some or all of the following you have a boss or manager that makes a mistake and guess what greg they own it wow there's a situation where the manager handles the situation in a very healthy way, making sure it is rectified. And during follow-up, there are lessons learned and perhaps some healthy correction. There's a situation and the manager provides a safe place for people to brainstorm, trying to come up with the best solution. Even out-of-the-box ideas are entertained. There is a situation and no one in authority says anything. There is a situation where no one provides context. Something happens and the blame game takes place. So what's up with this, Greg? How important is this subject and how does it affect our relationships and the work environment? Yeah, we talked this a little bit at the beginning is that normally when you write these things, Alistair, it's more we start on, boy, those times that really did not go so well. You know, the times what, what we've all experienced that were, were, were not great experiences and that I would say in the case of ripples, almost um, tsunamis, you know, uh, but even tsunamis, even ripples, ripples. So you started out this with three really amazing examples. And I'm, uh, it's funny when you describe those first three, I almost got kind of chills. Like I, it, it kind of reminded me of situations where I have experienced where the leader or the person leading the project or someone in the room has created the space for confidence, for for belief, for possibilities. That, for me, is a positive ripple. But the last three, and the last three, um, those are what we normally kind of dive into because we often start with those crunchy moments that either we have unfortunately created or we've experienced ourselves. And the last three are total opposites. They can be equally, uh, uh, and, and I think negative uh, ripples often, I know I was going to say they can often be bigger um, uh, impact, but I think both of them are equally in, in so much accelerating ways so or decelerating ways, depending on what it is. I started out with the positive because I have had uh, a number of really good leaders where you feel safe, where they set the tone, just the way they run meetings, the way they talk about problems is very positive and it creates a very good ripple effect where you know you can come forward and say something that you'll be taken seriously that you won't be mocked or dismissed out of hand or crap gets blamed on you I, i've had a number of leaders that were so impactful on me in terms of how to try to manage people uh, starting with yourself yeah. and and the ripple effect of those people when we were in those when i was in those teams or those units with those types of bosses, stuff happened. Yeah. Stuff got done. People piled on to help each other. It was, it just, it was uh, infectious. But I've also had a bunch of crappy situations where the ripple effect is don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Just shut up, do your work, and move on quickly because there's nothing else there. And it's because somebody in charge set the tone where they don't care what you say. They don't care about you. They don't care where you're going, what you've done. They don't appreciate you. 
They don't listen to you. And even if they do say any suggestions, they don't care. But I've had just these really good experiences that really created a bunch of stuff for me. And it was helpful for me because I've never wanted to be a manager or supervisor. Mm -hmm. It just happened. You know, I wasn't sitting there at 13 years of age saying, I want to be a manager. I don't. I'm a reluctant manager or supervisor. When I'm in those situations, though, I've made mistakes. And these are the people that I learned a lot from about how to deal with people and know when I mess up that I've messed up and that I need to do something about it. It's that, you know, it's those ripple effects of just really good intentions are just a wonderful thing for a team or a group of people. Yeah, and I think that the the reality of this one is that no matter what situ- situation we're in, you know, I'm a big guy that talks about energy and that I I my philosophy, my belief is that everything is energy and and with people when people come together, that is different kinds of energies, experiences, knowledge, everything uh creates uh impact. So no matter what you do or how you show up, we're going to talk about you create ripples in, in every single situation that you're involved in. You create a shift of energy in that moment. And this is what we're talking about, the ripple. And so you have a choice to either create positive ripples. Even in bad situations. Even in bad situations or negative rich, uh, ripples. And sometimes... In, even in good situations. Yes. And sometimes inaction, like you described on some of these last four, the last three points, uh, uh, inaction is as much of a ripple, can create as much as a ripple as an action can be. It's devastating sometimes. It's devastating. So I'm looking forward to our conversation of how do we as managers and individuals first recognize that we're making ripples all the time. This isn't something that only happens at specific moments. Every action, there's a reaction. You know, the whole butterfly effect of the butterfly wings and can change uh, across the world. It's a truth. There's lots of studies that talk about it. So let's just own it. Own our ripples. Um, Understand what they are and own them. So I'm looking forward to this discussion. We influence every situation either by action or in action, or something we said, or something we didn't say. Right, and you know what, and we've talked about this on podcasts before, it's not just our words, it's the way we look. I was I was watching a debrief of the, uh, of the uh, reading of a debrief of the Golden Globes last night, and they said there was a, a joke that was made about Taylor Swift, and so the big... They caught her on, on camera. Uh, and now, that was part of the look she gave, but boy, oh boy, that look was a ripple. Um, and it was probably a good ripple back to the comedian who was making a maybe an inappropriate joke or whatever, but uh, it, 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 it goes to show that you don't have to say words, man. A look can be a big ripple. A thousand words. Yeah, yeah, cool. So uh, as a manager, what can you do to assist in this situation? Watch the room. Everyone is looking to you to set the tone. Yeah. And one that might be even before that, I don't think it's down down there. Like what we talk about this is is um, before you even enter the room, kind of a know where you're at. Get your act together. Get your act together. Uh, because, um, uh, and if your act isn't together, let someone know that you're going to be a couple minutes late and take a walk around. Because you know what? Sometimes... Uh, We've been hit by a ripple in the previous meeting, and I'm just pissy. 
And that's so the, I, that's the strongest it, word you've ever used on this podcast, that's right. Greg. That's oh right. my goodness! Woo, look out! But I'm showing up, um, covered in waves from the last meeting, and that's not good. No. So as a leader, so the first thing I would I definitely I, I want to go into this watch the room because but if it's it's being fully present of what is the current climate in the room right now both collectively and individually but before you even do that um make sure you understand your own climate and understand what is happening before you get in the room because that boy oh boy that can uh, our ripples are often um unconscious ripples that that tend to uh be um could be with anything so anyways uh so be prepared but then watch the room so know the climate of the room and even even be reflective before you go in and say okay who's at this meeting what are the what are the things that are impacting this group's success the way this group works together the collaborate like do a quick reflection about that but then as you arrive then scan the room and the uh, it, uh, there is some issue with doing the reflection ahead of time because then you might have biases because you know what I I but but be open and be curious about what's happening in the room and where what the tone is. And if there's been a big announcement, you know, maybe the first thing you do when you go in there is say, listen, we're having this meeting. There's a big announcement. I know many of you are shocked or, or upset or, you know, what's going on. That's what we're here to talk about. I can understand that. I'm, I'm a bit in that situation as well. And just own the rooms, you know, say, say what's going on. Like this is the elephant in the room. Right, we just had this big announcement, and now we have to move forward. So, let's talk about this. I love that. It's almost like settling the waves because sometimes you get in there and the you acknowledge wave... the emotion in the room, and people are upset and, and anxious, perhaps. Yeah, you know, by acknowledging it, people. Oh, okay, he sees. You know, Greg sees that. You know, we're a little upset. We're caught off guard with this thing. Like, what does this mean? We have questions. We need to hear more. Yeah, and part that's a great that's a great point because you know you come in in that situation you see the room you you confirm that there is stirring that's happening or uh, and a good way to say it is you know like just to name what's in the room um, and to and to and to own it and to then you can set the tone up from uh, healthy add, tune yeah because yeah. you can add to the waves and make it even more so or you can help the waves calm dissipate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Own any mistakes and communicate the same. Everybody in the room knows you made a mistake. You know you've made a mistake. A bunch of people outside the room probably know you've made a mistake. So just own it. Yeah, you know, when you make a mistake and you create those negative ripples across the organization, uh, the best way to mitigate uh, uh, further uh, actions and issues is to call it. And admit it, and that that just stabilizes things. And it sets a great model. It does set a great. Now, if you if you continue to make the same mistake and keep saying you're sorry, then you know what? It's like a whirlwind. You're not going to be able to fix it. But uh, if if this is you know if you're really working at it, that will just add so much strength. And shut down unhealthy comments and conversations. Be open about what is going on, what you know or don't know. I don't know how many times I've been in a meeting and there's a real negative thing going on and the person in charge hasn't said, okay, let's, let's stop for a minute and then re-gauge the conversation and push it in a more healthy uh, direction. 
You know, this is interesting because this is not, this is, this is uh, entering into a space where there's a lot of ripples happening between people, you know, so sometimes you don't start the ripple. That's right. Uh, but you have to deal with it. But you have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. That's right. So this is about, this is about uh, declaring what you see. Um, I understand there's, there's probably a lot of hurt feelings or people are, are, are really anxious about what's going on. So let's calm down the conversation. And let's move forward and talk about what's going on, what we can do, what we can't do, and just reframing the conversation, acknowledge it, mm-hmm. and then set the tone how we're going to move forward. I agree. And if you have lived values that you can point to that are, that are, and I say lived, so they're not just posters, lived values that you can kind of ground in to settle, that's also another thing that can help in that, in this situation. And show kindness and concern. Be concerned with the people. Listen. Uh, I can see people are upset. Uh, you have questions. Listen, I'm with you. I can see that. Let's talk about stuff. You show those con- show that concern. Yeah, again, that's just that settling, you know. And and often, especially if it's, um, you know, this is interesting because kindness and concern send warm ripples across an organization, or at least calm the situation, or or and or calm the situation. I both, agree. Right. I agree. And be open to conversations. If you say you're going to have a conversation, you're going to have a conversation, even if they may seem odd or even a little bizarre. When people are in a stress position, stuff will be coming out and it might not necessarily be helpful to the situation, but it's the way people are coping, the way that they're trying to get rid of some nervous or anxious energy. If you say there's going to be an open conversation, then that's exactly what's going to happen. And then this is how you show your skill in, in bringing the conversation back towards where it needs to go and getting it constructive. At the same time, acknowledging that people have views and ideas about things and move the, con- you know, you're in charge of the conversation. So, you know, sometimes it's like herding cats, yeah. but you still have to do it. Yeah. And sometimes you need to make a pot called pause. Sometimes if it is a, if it is a really crunchy conversation and it's, but again, how you show up and be calm is important. Saying, listen, you know, this is, uh, boy, there's a lot of energy in the room. And that I can tell that there are more than one very opposite opinions and ideas on the table, which actually is good. However, I think what, what, what might be helpful is to take a breather and to come back and have the conversation. So you can still, that's part of managing it and keeping it open. Um, but you as a leader have to choose uh when to take a pause and when to allow you to really go into it. And, uh, um, but just manage, you don't just make sure you don't allow the situation to get too much out of control. One thing I like to do when something comes up, that's unexpected or, you know, uh, you're going, Oh, I don't really, I don't understand this approach. And I'll go, Greg, listen, uh, that's an interesting idea. Can you give me, and I love to limit people because it forces them to focus. Can you give me like a one-page email where you got this idea from? How do you think it applies to this situation and the pros and cons of, of using this approach and any other things that we would need to uh, contemplate or implement what you're talking about? Just to help me with this. It's the first time I've heard of this and I'm, I'm just spinning a little bit. So if you could, in the next couple of days, send me an email. You and I will talk about it. And if it needs to go to the wider route, then we'll do that. But could you do that for me, Greg? Because I'm having trouble to kind of grasping, uh, you know, this idea. I've never heard of it before. It sounds intriguing, but I really want to give it some more thought and a proper kind of audience. I love that because it, 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 uh, 
it honors their contribution, but it also helps manage a situation, especially if someone is really passionate about something and really needs to get it across. And it and it and it it gives a commitment to have a deeper dialogue. It it just fits. It covers a lot of good things. And by asking it for in a limited amount of space, mm-hmm. takes away from the thirty-seven page memos, right? And forces the person to focus on it. And hopefully, during that focus period, it it helps them refine their idea. And maybe the idea doesn't fit at all. And during that process, they go. Holy crap! Right, this doesn't really apply, or I really do think that this applies, and it just focuses people's thought process, and and forces them to do it in a way that uh, is going to be simpler for us to understand. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Provide safe places for conversation and problem solving. Appear to be open to the process. So this is just carrying on what we've been talking about here. Be open, uh, a safe place. We don't want to shut down every. We've all been in a meeting where somebody says says something and somebody in charge says something uh, sarcastic. Mm-hmm. And they might thought they were doing a nice joke, but if the person is really, really uh, keen on this idea, then that doesn't come across very mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a couple ways of dealing with it. These aren't, these aren't something uh, always positive. Or uh, Some people like these, some of you don't. But one is uh, someone said if, they're, if you're in a meeting and someone says something that is... Uh, inappropriate or or not the right thing is just to say ouch mm. and then they're saying well what do you mean ouch Whew, that kind of hit me i mean and now that what well, the good part about that is it calls it the bad part of it is it calls someone out loud so um perhaps uh, in front of other people perhaps in front of other people so it depends upon if this is an ongoing thing um uh but as a leader you may just want to pull the person aside and say listen when you said this, this is how it made me feel. And I don't know. And again, helping them see the impact of the words and uh, and to declare that's not the kind of culture that we want to create. And then what are we going to do in the in the future if, uh, if um, you know, you slip into that and go into that? Here's, here, you know, like set up the plan. It's interesting in, in kind of the group dynamics. If somebody is really pushing the envelope and is being not helpful in the meeting, as the meeting ends quite often, Greg, uh, do you have a couple minutes? Yeah. Everybody in the group knows what's going to happen. Right. They don't have to be told. Right. It's the signal, it's the international signal that somebody is going to be having a discussion about their behavior. Right, right. And and then you have it there at the time. Greg, yeah. listen, when somebody else is talking, whether you agree with what they're saying or not, the environment that we want here is for people to complete that thought. Yeah. Whether we go off the rails or whatever, that's my responsibility. Yeah, it's yeah. not yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, this is what I do. And and quite often, uh, as we're breaking up, I'll, I'll, that's what I'll do. I'll say, Greg, uh, yeah, that's do you have one. a moment? Yeah, yeah. And everybody knows that that's the international sign for somebody's going to get a, a dressing down in the nicest sense yeah, of yeah. it. But this is how, and people need to, you need to set the tone and that ripple that you're not going to take really disruptive, sarcastic, unhealthy types of responses within mm. the group, it sets the tone and everybody goes, okay, Alistair's trying to do his job to make sure that we have a healthy environment here. When, you know, when John, who always has something bizarre to say, it's his meeting too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great way to signal it because you're right, Un, uh, unsignaled, the the ripple goes wide. Yeah. 
Uh, but it's almost why like not, why didn't Alistair do anything about Greg there? Like this, uh, like yeah. we have to put up with this yeah, yeah. every meeting. Yeah, yeah. And the other one I want to point out this is appear to be open. I loved your earlier conversation around, you know, if you're really struggling with something, either you don't understand it or you have a different perspective. As a leader, it's a beautiful opportunity to say, you know, I'm struggling with this one. Um, and it's not that I, it's not that I, um, I'm just having a hard time. It's a hard time resonating with me, your idea and your thoughts. And so what I'd love to do is I'd love to talk to you, get that one pager or kind of put it together. That's a good way to, cause sometimes we, when we struggle with something and we're quote, appearing to be open, our body and our physical language is, is very close. So it's much better to say, Hmm, you know what? I'm churning a bit on this one. Um, but that's I'm, a really healthy Ripple for people to it's say. It's beautiful. Because there's times when we're all sitting there and we might be struggling with some, what somebody else is saying. So by by modeling that and saying, listen, I'm having a hard time right. comprehending right. this and I've never heard of this before and it's not maybe not in my expertise. If you could do this for me and then perhaps we'll have another conversation, yeah. which I digest that and maybe it needs to come back to this group yeah, as yeah. well. Could Greg, could you do that for me, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and again, that last piece is really asking permission. Uh, can you do that? Is is a, that in, deepens the engagement of that other person? Because last thing we want is somebody just doing drive bys, throwing crap out. Yeah, we yeah. want people if they do have a serious idea, yeah, to own it and be able to come up with uh, an explanation for it, background I, information to it, and that sets a ripple as well. We're not interested in drive by just load all sorts of crap yeah, into a yeah, conversation. Yeah. We're looking for people to use discernment to bring. Good questions, even if they're questions, even questioning the process, we want people to have a healthy conversation. Yeah, 100%. In dynamic situations, you may have to take a serious step. Be open and clear about what is going on as soon as possible. Remember, and we've said this before, silence is deadly. If there is silence, the ripples of that quietness will rip a team apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what for you would be a serious step that would be helpful to protect against those negative ripples that are happening or disruptions that are happening on a team that preserves the openness, the energy, but also kind of calls it out. Like what, what, what have you seen that's been helpful? Uh, I'm talking about external factors oh, on the team. Oh, I so see. So that um, uh, if something happens, now we have to make sure the team understands what's happened. Sometimes mm. these things happen and you don't have a chance to give people a heads up that something's right, going on. Right, right. And so then we have to, you know, call a t- quick uh, team meeting or group meeting, whatever you're in, have a quick conversation and say, well, I'm going to have more information tomorrow. We'll sit down and talk again tomorrow when I have more information. But uh, we had a problem with the client or whatever is going right. on. We had a technical problem, you know, ransomware and everything, whatever it is, Uh uh, we want to address it as quickly as possible. Uh, in person is better. Depending on your situation, it may have to be like an email or chat or whatever you use. But uh, what I meant in this one was yes. an external stimuli of some sort. Yeah. So, you know, and again, just be as honest as possible in those situations as soon as possible, sharing as much as you can. And then to your point, committing to providing information as it becomes more available. Uh, people just, you know, and, you know, being honest that, you know, that this is, uh, honestly, I was not as aware of this as, as well. And here's what I know now. Here's what I'm asking. And here's what we, we're going to do. So I, th- I think that's a really good, good one. And kind of a cleanup for the end of this one. And this uh, phrase has come up in quite a few other 
uh, of our podcast episodes, what type of workplace do you want? You really have to model it. Whatever you want, you have to be the one showing uh, what you expect. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree 100%. As an employee, you can do things to assist with the situation as well. Be a positive contributor to the environment. Yeah, you know, sometimes as, an, as a team member, you sometimes think, I don't have any control over this. I can't do anything. And there are there are some things you can. I mean, you know, we talked about Covey's circle of control, circle of influence, circle of concern. When the circle of concern, the widest, uh, the widest uh, um, uh, layer of the of the bullseye. Sometimes you don't have any control over it, but there's always some control that that you have. And often it's how I decide to show up in this moment. Um, uh, how I how because you don't have to be a leader to uh, either um, activate positive ripples or help mitigate negative ripples. Anybody can do it. It's just choosing to show up in the moment. And if your manager is struggling, ask good questions to help things along. Sometimes the manager may have uh, a struggle with what's going on or they're just not a good speaker. Maybe they're not good in really... Uh, dynamic situations. We all get promoted mm. for different reasons, right? Maybe it's subject matter expertise. Maybe it's just looking after stuff. But the way to help the situation along uh, and to help them along is to ask those good questions, which will then trigger, oh yeah, I need to talk to you about this as well. There's another aspect to this. It's just a really healthy way of moving the conversation along, especially if they maybe they were blindsided. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they have somebody sick at home and they're just not 100%. Asking those questions to uh, continue the conversation, get the proper information out. And it, it sets ripples because everybody else is going, oh, yeah, yeah, Greg is struggling today. Uh, let's, yeah, we need to know a little bit more. Yeah, mm -hmm. What question do I have? Mm -hmm. What do I think mm -hmm. is missing in this conversation? Yeah, you can set the tone. It goes a little bit to the earlier one of the managers was being kind and concerned. You as, an, as a team member, again, showing up, being kind and concerned, recognize when there's struggling happening, ask good questions, help move it forward. Um, but then that's being aware of of how you can support the situation versus activate uh, more churn. And don't jump to conclusions. Look for the info. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why it's so important to ask questions. Uh, quite often, you know, there's people in every group that if they don't have enough information, they just love to speculate about what's going on. And guess what? That's just speculation. Mm -hmm. It's not fact. There's only one way to get the facts. That's to ask the questions for it to listen to whatever information is provided. Mm-hmm, mm hmm I agree 100%. And like the manager, model the environment you want to work in. Otherwise, it's crap. Yeah, again, it comes back to that very first statement that we talked about of uh, uh, we make ripples in any, anytime we interact with anybody, we make ripples. Um, so you choose to decide how you want to, how you want to be. And uh, I am struck by how many times I've worked in really unhealthy organizations. I haven't actually, I've been fairly fortunate to work in mostly. Yeah. You haven't said Campbell's in a couple of weeks. Yeah, 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 exactly. But even within that, you know, uh, um, there are, there are, there, there are, there are ways in which the space that I'm in, the conversation I'm having right now with this person, the team meeting that I'm involved in, doesn't matter what my title is. Um, I have an opportunity to create those positive, positive ripples. I can create energy. I can create ideas. I can create positivity. I can create potential and hope uh, in having a conversation. I can create those safe spaces we talked about in the manager. I, we all have a chance to do that. Um, 
And, uh, and so I just, I'm with you model, model the environment you want to work in. And you know what, if, if over time, um, a negative environment ripples are just too heavy, the storms are too, too wild and you can't control it, you may have to go find another lake. But, uh, um, in the interim, I think you can settle things. You can make a difference where you're at. Especially in your little environment with your little relationships and stuff that's going on. A hundred percent. Uh, I've worked uh, in, especially in the police context, in a few challenging places, but I was working with a really good person or a really good small group of mm. people, and it made all the difference because, you know, the subject matter you were dealing with might have been heavy, you know, sometimes hard to deal with, but when you're working with good people and you have a good environment, you know, that ripple effect of that that relationship just makes everything better. Yeah, it's, it's like an island, right? It is like an island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everybody else wants to come to the island, which is, it's interesting uh, I've made an observation that the best leaders, no matter where they go, people follow them around. Mm-hmm. One or two people show mm-hmm. up that from their past, maybe it was the last job, the job before that, you can always tell a person that creates a good atmosphere and the, the ripples just come out and it, it shows up in that all of a sudden, you know, they're at a new place and somebody, somebody from their past shows up. Uh, you know, it's cool. It's cool. You know, you know, the good leaders because that happens yeah. all the time. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I agree hundred percent. And when you have an opportunity, if you feel it's okay, provide some helpful feedback to your manager. If your manager brings up the subject uh, like, oh wow, that was, that was quite a dynamic situation over the last two days. What do you think? And if there is one or two things that you could suggest to them, yeah, then do so. Do not bring a list of 12 things. But if there's one or two things that you believe would be helpful for this person to know for the next time, yeah. then jump through. Yeah, be courageous. I be agree. courageous. Yeah. Uh, Greg, wrap up? Yeah. You know what? The, uh, almost my starting description is almost my wrap up as well. It's it's you. So I can just cut and paste. That's it. You can. can. Do, what he said before. Uh, <laughs> ditto. But, uh, yeah, ditto. It, it's just, uh, I think everything's energy. Um, every time we connect with someone we there is a connection there is almost like atoms working together and and figuring out and so and and that can either take us to a good place or it can take us to a a challenging place and it doesn't mean you can't have challenging conversations because even within challenging conversations how you show up and how you have those conversations that openness that some of the examples you described even in the worst scenarios um positive ripples can happen um, strengthening ripples to build resilience can happen. Um, so it's all about choice. Um, and, uh, um, I, I just believe so strongly and that, that we choose how we respond and how we show up and, uh, with your manager, or if you're, if you're just a frontline person who's just starting, you all have an opportunity to impact this moment with whomever you're with now. And I just encourage you to think about the ripples. And are you sending positive ripples? Or are you sending negative ripples? Or are you um, accelerating positive ripples or helping mitigate the storms from happening? We all, all of those, we have opportunities to make a, an impact. We have to win every conversation. And when I say that, I don't mean what I think rules, but every conversation we need to win. That is, we need to show concern, kindness, we have to be truthful. We have to be impactful. And and even if we're discussing something really negative, the person should know that our intention is to help them not to be punitive mm-hmm. and, and just, 
you know, every conversation matters. Maybe that's a better way of putting it mm-hmm. than when every conversation like matters. That. And it's so important that we go in, you kind of mentioned it before, you kind of put this, you know, prelude to, to uh, the manager's side that we need to think about these things and enter it in, in the right mind space. We need to be really good every time that we talk to somebody because they, they'll know, they'll know if you're, you're not good at this. They'll know if things are negative and nobody wants to work in a negative environment. I've worked in a negative environment, but I started, you know, the examples off with a bunch of good ones because when I started writing this, I went, there's like six or seven people that if they phoned me up and said, Hey, will you come and work with me? I'd have to consider it, even mm-hmm. though I like what I do right now. But, you know, we always have, you know, I can't go back into the police service or into the commission or anything like that, but there are people that, you know, they were just wonderful to work for. And mm-hmm. we had to deal with some really serious subject matter, but it was a good experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting. I, I was listening to a uh, podcast today and they were talking about that. Um, we, you listen to other podcasts I, other than ours? I do. I'm oh. starting to, I'm starting to get oh back. Oh my in, goodness. I'm starting to get back into it. Now I am working out, uh, on the elliptical. So I listened to it when I'm on the elliptical, but this one was, it was talking about uh, stories mm. and how we all enter into every space with our own stories. And then it got into, um, making decisions and it said, you know, we tap into our brain to make decisions or to make judgments or whatever, but we, we just sample. Uh, we never, and so this person's advice is never to leap quickly, um, sample and sleep on it, and then sample again, because you're going to get, diff- our minds are full of so much data and so much information, but we have patterns in our heads that we create. So again, I thought that was kind of interesting because it's about, if you think about that, how, again, it's all about knowing the ripple and knowing normally often our responses to either ripples or the ripples that we're creating are based upon the stories that are in our heads. And a lot of those stories aren't true. Hmm. Or a lot of those stories are biased based upon old experiences. So it's really important to pause. It might not have anything to do with our present right, situation. Right, right. And, and uh, so sometimes even if you're entering into a space and you haven't done that prep and you are impacted negatively by something, it's so important to just to pause, reflect, um, sometimes hold off. And then afterwards, if you slept on it, and the the and you're you're you recognize there's something to bring forward, then bring it forward. Um, uh, but in the moment, sometimes it it, uh, it they're just stories and normally um, incorrect stories. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. Listen, folks. We hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope that we didn't you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry. Your philosophy probably lands really well on this because we've covered a bunch of stuff and some of it people may find uh, crunchy, irritating. Yeah, yeah. Or not agree with us. Yeah, so uh, this is, we end. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We send, and we send each of our, and each of our podcasts with this, that uh, a wisdom from an early coach that said, uh, in our time together, there's going to be some things that we talk about that will create joy. Um, things that I, I, I recognize I'm doing well, things that I feel good about some traction I'm making. And there will be other things that I might disagree with that will actually might get me a little annoyed, might get me crunchy. And so her advice to me was just, just reflect on both of those because both of them have beautiful insights within them, um, that you can reflect upon decide what to do about, and then let go. So we hope in, in every podcast that we have some, uh, 
joy that we've created, some thoughts that you're saying, hey, I am doing that. I am learning that. I am making progress on that. And maybe some crunchy that stuff, I disagree with what you guys said there. I, I uh, Or that's just not right. Well, sit on those ones in particular because they're often the gold. And I'm going to ask the question, who are you talking to? Mm. These are the types of things, as uh, especially as a new manager, we should be di- sitting down with somebody and talking about and I don't have a problem with people saying, I don't have that experience, Alistair. I don't agree with you. I don't see that. And that's cool too. But to your point, Greg, listening to what we have to say, and, and there may be a point, like there's things that we each say that the other one doesn't agree. Mm-hmm. And then like we put it in our back pocket and say, well, I've never been in that situation or I don't necessarily agree with Greg, but there may be a situation where that becomes very relevant. Thank goodness Greg said that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. A hundred percent. Shout out? Sure. Um, we're almost back to normal with the analytics on the platform. Wow. That's great. Yeah. I had a a bunch of conversations. I believe it was probably just AI I was talking to. (laughs) Right, right. right. So eventually a real person sent me, uh, an email and, uh, they did a switch over late November and they're just catching up. Uh, I don't think things work the way that they thought it would. Right. Anyways, it's almost back to normal. So I'm getting a much, uh, better, clearer picture of, of, uh, our listening audience and stuff. And, uh, we had, uh. We had quite a few downloads on the weekend. It wasn't just one episode. It was one of these things where they've hit a whole bunch of different episodes in our catalog. So we had a big weekend, which is great. But I noticed over the last couple of weeks, uh, a place in France, Tresses, France. I apologize Mm -hmm. for the pronunciation that I don't, I have zero um, accent, but uh, a place in France has been listening to us. So uh, welcome to the club. Isn't that interesting? I, I don't think we've had anyone from France uh, listening to us before. Uh, maybe Paris, but I'm not sure. I think maybe once or twice, but not this place. So Yeah, yeah, great. And, and I well, apologize for my pronunciation of it. So no worries. Welcome. So uh, you good? I'm good. Remember, folks, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.